welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hey, welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast. This is Ryan Deeds, and this is the podcast where we talk about operational excellence by empowering humans. The, the Digital Broker Podcast team has been talking about operational excellence and, and how how it's really driven by our ability to motivate those humans that in our, are in our organizations. And I, and I really like that, that take of it. So uh, I appreciate you listening to us today. Today I have Milan Malaki from ePay Policy with us. It's going to be talking us through a customer experience and what that means and, and how do we enhance that. Um, first, I'd like to thank Indio for, for allowing us to come on the podcast, help our agency friends. You know, we, I, I get a lot of calls and a lot of different feedback and it seems like this is helping agencies. And so I'm always up for that. Hit me up on LinkedIn anytime you want. Also, please, please join our digital, the digital broker podcast group on LinkedIn. And without further ado, we will start. So welcome Milan. How are you? Millen. I'm good. Welcome. I'm Millen. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, Ryan. How are you, man? Thanks I'm for having awesome. me on. Oh, I'm I'm excited to have you here, man. You know, I it's it's funny. I'm I, I'm not a pitch guy by any means, but it, I I in every insure tech vendor I've ever met, the users of it is, have always had this. That product is awesome, but you know, or a vendor that's integrated has said, "Hey, that product is awesome," but but every time I talk about uh, ePay policy, there, yeah, that product is awesome. And there's never a but. I mean, and so I think I think part of that is because the end user interact. And we were kind of batting this back and forth, but it's an easy solution to throw in place to get electronic payments. Um, and, it, and people really seem to uh, enjoy giving money <laughs> through it. And uh, the agencies seem to net a lot of efficient return on that. And, and so I appreciate that, and I appreciate your time today. And I and I really uh, thank you for coming on and talking about this thing. You know, one of the things that the agencies get caught up on is wording. And we talk about customer journey or, you know, the, the consumer experience and all this different stuff. And I'm hoping that you and I can kind of unpack that a little bit. You know, if, if I'm looking at a client that I have in an organization and an agency, what am I missing today from areas that I can enhance that experience for that consumer? I mean, from an agency perspective, what should customer experience be? Yeah, that that's a that's a that is a complex question. I'll, I'll tell you what we've what we've heard from our agencies. I mean, we, yeah, we're in payments and we serve this niche market, but we're just a curious bunch at in this office, and we ask questions to all of the agencies, MGAs, premium finance companies that we work with. We also have an insure tech award, which is just a free thing. It's a way for us to give away stuff every year. Uh, last year was the first one, and and this year we're doing it again. And the reason I bring that up is because with that InsureTech Award, we go out and we survey agencies and we ask them about their operations and we ask them about how they use technology. We ask them about, you know, their pains and their successes and their wins and their losses. And we ask them all these deep questions and we have all this collective data that gives us a really good understanding of the market. Uh, Then we've turned around and kind of given these overview talks uh, that have zero to do with payments just to help agencies. I mean, we're, we're really passionate about the independent agent, just like you are, right? It's, it's one of the reasons we, you know, we're, we're big fans of what you do because you're passionate about the insurance agent. And so, so all that to say, we've learned a lot 
in that journey of asking about their operations. And there's so many different touch points, right? And so many different things that, that we found that are, I don't want to, let's call them opportunities. Opportunity. I like opportunities. Yeah. Opportunities. There you go. Yeah. Opportunities that I think a lot of agencies could, could take advantage of. And one of the big ones we found is, and, and not all of agencies do this, right? It's all, some do this and some do that well, right? But there's some really basic things that agencies could take advantage of that they, they don't really seem to at, at a certain level. So one simple one that we just love around here is just really good email marketing, right? And there is, there is email marketing in your typical you know, AMS to remind a, of an insured of an upcoming renewal or, or something like that. But drip email marketing to our existing customers is huge for us. It's a way for us to ask for their feedback. It's a way for us to ask for Facebook reviews. It's a way for us to ask um, for, it's a way for us to announce new things that we're doing. It's a way for them to train them, uh, us to train them on how to use our product. Obviously for, for the independent agent, it would be a way to upsell them if they bought, you know, home and auto, well, what about life, right? If they've bought, you know, a GL policy, well, what about uh, cyber, right? Like all these different types of types of touch points that could be used. And what we've found by and large is that majority of the agencies don't really use, and I'm just picking at one, right? Um, but by and large, most agencies don't really use a lot of email marketing and it's simple and it's practically free and it runs automatically. I mean, once you get it set up and have really good copy and intelligent, useful stuff written for your, your customers, it's a huge win, not just for you as a sender, but the recipient too. It's just a huge win for them. And, and I, it increases and I, retention. It's everything. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I think it's a good point because I mean, I think that's kind of a, a fundamental basic that, that, you know, don't get fancy until you get simple, right? I mean, if, right. You, if you can't knock that out. And so let, let's break that down a little bit because, okay, if I'm, if I'm a principal in an agency today, that means that I have got customers in my agency management system and I have yep. email addresses in there. Yep. And I have uh, renewal dates or something like that. So I can extract that stuff out into an Excel sheet of some form. And then what do I do? I go to a platform of something and, and put it in there. Am I using like, uh, uh, I mean, what am I constant contact? Do I have to go pay for that? What, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. We use, I mean, look, we use MailChimp. I, I know that I know once again, that the AMS has some basic functionality in it and obviously different AMS is at different levels, but MailChimp is ridiculously cheap. I mean, we have, I don't know, tens of thousands of users loaded up and we're, we're probably paying upwards of a few hundred dollars a month. But, but the return on investment of that is just through the roof, right? And so with MailChimp, we'll do things like, you know, for, for us, if, if we're going out to uh, a different trade show, then we'll, we'll do a big announcement to everybody that we have in our, in our MailChimp list that's in that geographic location. If there's a new feature we're rolling out, we'll do a big email blast. How does that translate to the agency? Well, for the agency, it's, hey, we've decided to, to write in this new market, or we've decided, or here's a, man, you know, one of the things that I absolutely love, I love, love, love with marketing is testimonials. Like, I cannot get enough of that stuff. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, in our drip campaign that goes out, and the drip campaign for anyone that doesn't know is just an automatic campaign. When someone gets added to a list, they get added into the drip. And the drip is set up however you want it, right? It'll send them an email 
So on wait, day one. Wait, one, let, let's break, because, okay, because, I mean, I think you're having some, some significant stuff, but when you talk about a list, that means that, let's put it in the context of an insurance agency. Yeah. So I pull a list of folks that have homes in Davidson County, if I'm in Nashville, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I then put that into a list in MailChimp. And then I have specific content that someone br- like uh, what th- they actually bring kind of an email template. I mean, do you have somebody write that and then bring it into that template and then it goes out to the whole list? I mean, what's the, yeah, yeah. the, the agency process? I mean, the problem is they look at that and they say, Hey, you know, okay. Does that, is that a full-time PR person? You know, what does that process look like? And so from the beginning to the end, kind of walk me through that. Simply- yeah, sure. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for roping me back in. Cause I was about to go way off the rails there, Ryan. <laughs> uh, I could, I could talk about this for hours. So, so when we, when we take a list, it's a list is all about segmentation because ultimately everybody wants targeted content. They don't Re- want just stuff, right? Yeah, they want relevant stuff. Right. They don't want, you know, one size fits all. And you don't want to send that either, right? So, so in a MailChimp, in a constant contact, in any of those, you have the ability to add custom fields, right? So you could have a, a field for their city and or their state and or, you know, the type of business that they're in and or, you know, the, the, you know, the revenue bracket that they're in, right? Zero to 500,000, 500,000 to 2 million, however you want to segment out that list. So in, and, an, in an agency, it might be commercial lines, personal lines, uh, benefits. It could be truckers. It could be, it could be beekeepers, right? It could be the types of commercial lines that they're in. And then from there, once you, once you create content, I mean, think of creating content as like, it's just writing a, a letter, right? It's nothing fancy. Now we, we typically have a copywriter tighten up our stuff because we're really good at getting a message kind of put together, but they're good at making it really nice and approachable and readable. There are ways to get, uh, you know, copywriters at an affordable rate. More on that in the next podcast probably, but have really good copywritten. And look, even if it's not perfect, forget it, send it, right? I mean, something is better than nothing. So, you know, marketing is not a game of perfection. It's a, it's a game of good enough sometimes. So and iteration too, right? I mean, and as iteration you, as absolutely because you, you see your stuff. So if I'm an agency and I'm not doing any marketing today uh, from an email campaign, I could probably go into my system. I could probably get say that I wanted to get everybody that had homes that we didn't write auto for in X area. Yep. Right. Yep. So I could go out, get that list. You know, maybe I'm targeting H and uh, high net worth folks. And at that point I could go to MailChimp or constant contact. I could load that up there. And then I could talk about how a bundled package would reduce overall premiums and increase the safety because we're going to add this and that service. That's right. I could and then- yeah, I was just going to add in. I mean, one of the other things you can do obviously is segmentation within MailChimp. So that when you write the content, you can have little placeholders in MailChimp to say, okay, if they're in, you know, Texas, then insert this set of content. If they're in, you know, Florida, insert this set of content and so on. If they're beekeepers, do this. If it's a truck driver, put in this image, you know, that kind of thing. So you can do that as well. 
And see, I mean, that's why I think it's important because as we look at operations and as we tighten up um, expenses through leveraging technology, then we should be able to have staff that, because I mean, really, it, it's not a super easy thing that we're talking about. It's somebody that goes in and understands one of these platforms pretty, pretty sophisticatedly. It's then having the agency have the ability to, to, to have a process that's consistent to pull this stuff, throw it over there, create the content, and drop it out. Yep. But the long-term gain is, especially if you do it with your with your existing clients, you'll learn how to do it with your new client with, with yep. to be able to do do outward marketing for new stuff. So that's that that's I think that's a really interesting. I mean, it's it seems like low-hanging fruit that most agencies yes. that I know today are not taking advantage of. Um, it's funny that the smaller ones that are more nimble and have less sales staff, they're much better at digital marketing than, than the larger agencies. Yeah, I think, I think once you get larger as an organization, you, you tend to get so busy sometimes, and it's, you'd think the reverse is true, but you tend to get so busy sometimes, and you staff up for certain things, and then somehow details, quote-unquote details, fall through the cracks, and, and I'm with you. I, I want to go back to something you said because I love it, right? You said, you know, start with your existing clients first, and then learn, you know, kind of cut your teeth there and learn and iterate and then go out to your prospects. I love the concept, right? Like take a, take, you don't even have to start marketing to your entire customer base. Take a small segment, test it out, right? All marketing is done in small segments and you test it and then you blow it out to a larger group. So none of this is permanent, right? You, you do a test, you send it out, you iterate, you send another test, you, you know, and you keep going. And then once you're happy with it, you set it up as an automated program. And now it's just going out to everybody. And it's a Andrew, gift that Andrew. keeps on giving. Right. And the agency gets better. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I, I, I think sometimes frustra frustrates me is the reticence of failure. You know, right. you're going to have to go through and fail a bunch of times. But to me, first failure is, is first success. Right. <laughs> like, well, if I fail in the beginning and I failed before five other agencies did, then I'm going to have my success before five other agencies did. Right. And, and, and here's the funny thing, too. Like, people are afraid sometimes to send an email email blast because it's going to go out to whatever, let's say 3,000, 5,000 people or however many thousands of people. And they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to like disappoint my subscribers. If you really think about it, how many emails do we get in a day? Sometimes we read and scan and delete. Sometimes we're just in that mode where we just open up and now, now I don't even want to read it. Sometimes we do read it, but if it leaves an impression, it leaves an impression. And if it doesn't, we just delete it. And we've forgotten about it. And if you had asked me about the junk mail that I got yesterday, I couldn't even tell you about it. But if you asked me about the solicitation email that I got X while ago that led me to this other product that we signed up for, I could tell you all about that, right? So, And I think so, that's a great point because it's not the mechanism. It, everybody can do email marketing. Everybody can do these blast email. But it's going to be your ability to tie relevant content back to that target audience the most effectively, yeah. which is going to drive your engagement. So as we talk about customer experience, I mean, so if I have two agencies that are both doing, you know, because, I mean, we are, we're, this is, I mean, I don't think of email as customer experience, but I guess you're absolutely correct. I mean, it totally is a, a gigantic portion of it because that's how we communicate with our clients so often. Mm -hmm. um, but if you had two agencies, one that spent money on process and quality of, of content and another agency that was just sending stuff out, those customer experiences are completely and totally different, even though they're using the, the same mechanism, mm -hmm. right? Yep, yep. 
I agreed. Agreed. And I think this, this all ties back into mindset too, right? Like you and I were talking about earlier is like, you know, what is the mindset? What is the goal of this agency? And, and we were talking before about how we know agencies that have five or six producers and that's a good healthy shop at that point. That's a good lifestyle business. And some people say, I've got five or six. I have no intention of growing. I'm good where I am. And at that point, it's like, okay, great. It's all about retention and keeping your customers. Mm-hmm. For, for, those, for those out there that are trying to, you know, blow it out and just see, just have fun with it and see how, how far and fast they can grow, they really need to take a look at, they need to be in that camp, like you said, of, of identifying a process and trying to grow their customer base. It's not just about email marketing and retention. It's about email marketing for acquisition as well and getting out to that market. And then you start looking at Facebook ads and targeting, uh, targeted marketing online. So, and it, and it grows from there, but those are, it's all about the mindset. You've got to follow the same mindset the whole way through, which is that I'm going to go, I'm going to go and start testing out some marketing and burn a few bucks and burn a few hours. And eventually we're going to get this right. And it's going to be really awesome. Right. But you just have to have the mindset for that. Is marketing and customer experience the same? I think marketing is definitely a component of customer experience. When I think of customer experience, we were talking about the funnel, right? I picture the entire funnel when I think about the customer experience. You got to walk me through the, walk me through the funnel real slow. Yeah. (laughs) So when I think of the funnel, I think of the widest part of the funnel is everybody out there in the world that's in your total addressable market. And that's the, obviously the widest part and your marketing, the very top, the very top of very, this thing is, is all the consumers that might buy my product is at the top of, 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 of the funnel. Yes. And they haven't entered the funnel yet. Now I need to get them into my funnel, right? So it's, I see them all out there. They're drifting around in, in ether and I need to go grab them. Right. And they don't know about, they don't know about my product or my service or, you know, the, the policies I can write for them or the great customer service my CSRs can provide, right? They don't know about that stuff. And they don't know about the testimonials from my customers, which is my favorite way to market, get testimonials, video testimonials, just cover the world in them, right? But they don't know about that stuff. So now it's my job to get them into the funnel. And how do I do that? I do that with beating the street with my, with my producers. I do that with uh, snail mail marketing. I do that with email marketing. I do that with online marketing. I've got to get them in the funnel because the, the wider I can get that top of the funnel, the wider the rest of the funnel is going to be, right? But I've got to get them into that first step. And that first step is the, is the, is the hello, it's the, it's the first eye contact, it's that first handshake, it is the introduction, right? It's the, I, get, exist as a, I exist as an agency. First uh, impression. Right, and, 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 the, and so, the, you know, and to me that ties directly back into a core strategy that a lot of agencies are going towards, which is niching, right? A lot of them are going into specific vertical expertise to deliver yep. value. And if they have that specific vertical expertise, then the marketing of that should be way more, way easier in my opinion, because, you know, general marketing, hey, we have great customer service, eh, it ain't going to win you nothing. Yep. But if you come in and say, hey, look, we, we have a trucking practice that has four key carriers that offer these kind of programs and these kind of devices to keep your fleet safe, and I'm sending out an email to you know, a 2000 companies in a geographic area that I can articulate that issue to, I yep. can see where that, and that was the first, 
that's the first time they've ever heard of us, right? They, they yep. never knew that, they, you know, agency in Arkansas existed. But now that I sent this out and maybe 20, so yeah, so I mean, that is, that's definitely marketing, but that's also the first impression of your organization, right? Right. And you never get a second chance to make a first impression, right? So that's the first impression, right? And sometimes the first impression, yes, is the producer at an event or whatever, but this is, this is your widest uh, and, and potentially your most effective first impression, right? And the whole goal is to get them to where? The producer, right? Because who's better at selling your product than your producers, right? And, 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 and introducing that insured to what you guys can, what you can offer. And so when I think of a successful organization, right? And a successful customer acquisition, I'm thinking of producers that are spending all of their time talking to prospects and existing customers in an upsell and spending, spending little to no time trying to drum up prospects themselves. Does that make sense? So in other words, the sales funnels should be so wide that they're just bringing leads in for the customer, for the, the producers to call on. That's the ideal scenario. And it's right. not perfect. It's, you're not going to get 100% coverage there, but that is the ideal scenario. Right? Well, because and I think, and I, I mean, I think that agencies. I mean, if agencies listening, if your producers would be willing to take a two or three percent hit on their commission for you to divert that uh, revenue to employees that could create a, a process and system like this, to me that because operationally, as we pick up work, I mean, because traditionally, if you're a producer, I mean, as you're out there hunting and you're able to go generate new relationships. If, but that's a time scale problem hugely, right? It, mm -hmm. it does not scale the way the technology scales, which is one of the reasons agencies are hitting the problems that they're hitting. The sales model that we have traditionally used is not as effective to grow at scale as a lot of the platforms that we're seeing. So if the producer was said, hey, look, I'll come off two points, you know, I'll take my new to, from 40 to yep. 38, and my renewal from 20 to 18, but I expect you to give me X number of quality prospects, you know, that through this sales marketing activity, I think that's the win. That's the, the, yeah. the cost neutral way to do it. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, it doesn't even have to, that, that experiment doesn't even have to be done at that, you know, hopefully by that point, they're willing to do it right. Hopefully at the, before it even gets to that point, the principal of the agency has said, you know what, I'm going to set aside you know, a couple grand or whatever, so that we can do some preliminary marketing, right? We'll, we'll, we'll have somebody write, you know, somebody in the office is going to start writing some blogs. Uh, we're going to start promoting that on Twitter and Facebook and all these other things and start trying to do all the, all the inexpensive things. And we'll see if over the course of time, we can start to get some inbound leads. The first two or three inbound leads you get are proof to the producers that, hey, this marketing thing can actually prove out. And if we could throw some money behind it, if I could get buy-in from the rest of the team and throw some money behind it in a routine basis, then we could increase these inbound leads and you could close deals faster. Yeah, I think historically the challenge has been that the RO, you know, everything is ROI driven, right? Of so, course, it has to be. And, and so like, you know, an agency's gone and said, hey, we're going to do blogging. They've written five blog posts. They got no return on it whatsoever. And they give up. And they give up and they, they're like, yeah, social doesn't work for me, right? And yeah, so- yeah. Um, I think that as they look at it, I mean, this is a very tactical first step that helps define a customer experience. I mean, I think it's interesting that we're talking about one of the most archaic technologies out there 
because again, a lot of times when I think of customer experience, I think of bots and, you know, text mm -hmm. messaging and all kinds of different stuff. But if, if this is, you know, customer experience 101, start with the basics and get that knocked out because now you would have kind of a consistent flow. And so, all right, we've got our introduction. Are there other areas in the life cycle of a policy or a, a client in an agency that you see makes sense to send out emails to? I mean, obviously on the renewal, that's going to happen. Right? Yeah. So and and a lot of that, that yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that renewal email, email stuff is done by the AMS. Um, but I, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, like I said, I think I love testimonials. I love video testimonials. We're starting to do them more and more as, a, as an organization. Frankly, we haven't done enough of it. I, but I, it's one of those things where I feel like it's never enough. Case studies are awesome. If you can write together, put together a nice case study of a customer that had success, I saved them. They had this catastrophic event, but because we had the right coverage for them, boom, they were covered and, and they were able to bounce back with their business or their home. Or right? because I mean, they declined coverage, this is what happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We always like to market from the positive, not the negative, but I, I know where you're going there. You know, I mean, that, that's more the tilt I think some of the insurance folks look. Yeah. They declined flood coverage and there's their house going on this sip, right? there yeah it's it's flowing down the mississippi yeah, right? right no i you know i'm i'm more of a positivity guy right i want to market always and communicate always from the positive angle and say you know here's the success story and uh but you know teach their own right whatever works but but yeah i think i think case studies and just a constant drip of case studies and and testimonials and saying look how wonderful this is right i think i think those are important throughout the life cycle and there's no there's no milestone for that there's you don't have to send the birthday milestone or the whatever milestone this is just hey look we did this or hey look we just brought on two new csrs and we are growing or hey look you know check out you know well, that's a great what, i mean that's a great idea like because i think the humanizing one of the things that agencies can yes, do yes people is, and faces right people and faces is a differentiator for agencies than technologically yes. organizations and so from my perspective, technology and agencies should be used most effectively to get the consumer attached to, attached to the person they need to be as yep. quickly as possible, right? That, that's one of the big reasons I work with an agency. And so, yeah, I love that idea. I mean, here's a one minute video of the two new people that we brought on and what they're into and how they're going to help drive our success. I mean, so yeah, those are cool. Those how are they're going to help drive your success, right? Mr. Right. Insured. And, and, you know, people always talk about disintermediation and the carriers coming, you know, swimming downstream and all this other stuff. And yeah, sure. That may happen, but they, the independent agent's not going anywhere. Right, the independent agent that understands their customer, that understands how to touch them, that understands how to hold their hand and walk. My independent agent—that's gonna be the first person I call when when the proverbial stuff hits the fan, right? But I'm not, you know, I'm not calling the carrier. I'm calling my agent, right? That's why they're there. That's why I rely on them. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, my take on that whole deal is agencies that want to remain relevant and invest in their relevancy mm -hmm. will remain relevant. Ones yep. that are that have a, a different goal, um, uh, won't you know? And 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 there's two different things, right? You can talk the talk, or you can actually. I like to see the investments in back into the the organization. So I think it's a bright future for the right agencies, and it'll be interesting to see who those are. Yeah, that's right. That's and so right. Let's, let's talk about um, ePay policy for a minute. You know, yeah. At the at the end of it all, the the, the, the very tip of the funnel. 
the, 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 why the whole thing exists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we started the company four and a half years ago for the sole purpose of, of speeding up receivables for the, for the insurance industry. Uh, so we work primarily with retail agents, MGAs, wholesalers, and premium finance companies. And, and tying it back into this conversation about customer experience, when you think about a funnel and you think about marketing and you bring them in and the producer talks to them and, and then they say, you know, I need this policy. And you have this very complex insurance is one of the most complex buying environments, right? It's like, you know, I've got this business and I, and I have got, I've got these 18 wheelers and I've got this, that, and the other, and I have these perishable goods or whatever. And, and now that, and now the agency has to go shop that around, find the right market, find the right coverage, uh, have to balance the coverage with the, the needs of the, of the insured against their budgetary constraints as well. I mean, it's very complex. And then you get to the very tip of it was, which is the payment. Right. And, and, and it's funny, you know, when you think about, the payment experience in any other industry. And if I came to you and I said, Hey, Ryan, I really love that headset you're wearing, right? How'd you get that headset? And you'd say, well, you know, I, I looked around at headsets online. I looked at reviews. I went to this side and that side, I compared pricing. And then I found this really good deal on this site and I bought it. And I go, yeah, but, and, and you're like, yeah, and I'm wearing them now. And I go, what do you mean you bought it? And you're like, well, I just bought it. It's because you, you think about the entire shopping experience, but if I ask you about the payment experience and I said, hey, Ryan, what do you mean you bought it? What about the payment experience? You, you would say, I don't even remember the payment experience. I just bought it. Right. It's so seamless that, now. It's, it's, it's so easy to do Amazon, to do anything, right? Just yes. click, boom, and now it's done. Yes. And you don't, and, don't think about it. Yeah, and that's the way the payment experience is supposed to be. It's supposed to be this thing you get to, and it's this just kind of conclusion of it, and it's a final step, and it's a formality, and it's done, and it's, and it's over with, right? When you think about insurance, you go through this super complex buying and selling cycle with your insured, and you get to the very end, they're like, that's the one I want, the coverage is right, the price is right, I'm ready to go, let's do this, and they go, all right, I'm ready to pay, and you go, great. It's really easy. I just need you to drive a check across town. <laughs> right, right. You know, or, or I just need you to pull out your checkbook and, and write it and then address it to us and put in an envelope and stamp it and mail it. I mean, it's just, it's the most insane thing, right? Because no other industry, you know, that I operate in operates on the paper check. And, and we always make the joke that I don't know where the paper check book is. Oh, I actually keep it in my glove box because it's the one place I'll remember. It's not secure. <laughs> but I keep it there because I know I won't forget it. Yeah, so, and, I, and I think it's interesting because we were running a program with a cyber liability carrier that um, could do everything electronically, but they didn't have a way to collect the payment. And so, like, literally, you would do everything electronically, then you'd print out the form, you'd put your check in the mail, and you'd send the form. And it was like, that's terrible. I mean, it was, it, it, and so it never worked, right? Because nobody was going to do that. I mean, it was, it was this crazy, like, thing. And so that one of the huge hindrances was our inability to collect that payment from the consumer in a way that was conducive with what their expectation. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and, and that's the whole purpose of, of why we were set up, right? It was, to, it was to make that payment process seamless. We only do this for the insurance space. You know, I think, I think people are sometimes reticent to get in 
to handle payments online and insurance because they say, you know, they probably look, I, let's start with the obvious one, just changes freaking hard. Right. And, and if you're in the accounting team, your, your job is a game of absolute precision. And the last thing you want to do is upset the apple card by bringing in a new process. So one changes hard Two, I don't think that agencies understand how easy it can be to accept payments online. Right. And I mean, we set up our clients in one to two business days. That's pretty freaking easy. Right. And, and three, I think, a lot of folks are still unaware that there are ways that you can accept payments online and pass through the transaction fee to the insured. So it's not coming out of your commission, which is a really big deal. And, you know, those things are really I think, important. I think compliance scares agencies. Yeah. You know, if I don't, if I don't take, if I don't have to mess with payments, then I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any compliance issues, but really yeah. if, if I partner with a, a payment vendor, they're going to be able to take care of all that stuff for me. Right? That's right. That's and right. And ultimately when I make it easier for the consumer to pay me, mm -hmm. I can also leave some, I, I, I get to control that messaging, right? I get to control right. that as the agency. If I want to do things with that final step to try to make it a more uh, positive experience, then, then I have that ability, right? That's exactly right. And, and, and that's exactly what it is, right? And we, we were talking about customer experience. And this is the very, one of the very last steps in the buying cycle of the customer experience. And, and you want them to leave, you want them to leave with a positive note. It's like, yep, I bought that policy, I paid for it online, and I got sent my cert and I am golden, I'm ready to go. Yeah. No, I dig it, man. And I really appreciate uh you spending some time. I could, I could spend hours just nerding out with you. <laughs> It'd be really easy. And so, uh, you know, the key takeaways today, I think are this, I, and even for myself, you know, as I, I as I came onto this, I didn't know where, really where we would get to, but from a customer experience standpoint, agencies, you know, look at your email stuff. Are you leveraging email to create relevant content for your existing client base? If you're not, is it something that, that if you did that, would it increase your retention? It's pretty straightforward stuff. You pull your list, you figure out the segmentation, you know, how do you want to approach that for that relevant content? And you go get one of these platforms and kind of dedicate some time to it. I will tell you, consistency will work. You know, if you just say, look, we're going to do this for a full year, full two years and just do it, you'll have much yep. more success. And so Milan Malaki from ePayment Policy, totally cool chatting with you today. Thank you listeners and thank you Indio. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks guys. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www dot u-s-e-i-n-d-i-o dot com slash podcast.